Hello, everybody. You are listening to WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh, and I am in the studio with Truth Club. They have a show tomorrow opening for Indigo D'Souza at Cat's Cradle, so they stopped by the studio to just talk about the upcoming show and about their band and stuff. So my name is Maddie. I'm the general manager here at the station. So Truth Club, can you introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Yvonne. She, her. Uh, what do you play in the band? I play um, sometimes bass, sometimes guitar, sometimes synth. Hi, my name's Elise. I play drums in Truth Club. Hey, I'm Travis. I play uh, guitar and I sing in the band. All right, cool. Introduction's over. Now we can get into the questions. So the first question I have is, I saw y'all set at Hopscotch, the Ruby Deluxe Day Party, and a lot of the set was brand new songs, like a lot of them. So is that safe to assume that a new album or new releases is in the works? I mean, yeah. In I the guess. works, broadly speaking, as in we're working on the song. Yeah. We didn't like Double Barrel of, of 2020 was like the last time we played music together. I think I, I could be lying. I think we might have had a practice after that. But essentially, that was like the last time we played music before COVID happened. And because we all lived in different households, we figured we wanted to keep each other safe and be safe ourselves. So mm -hmm. we didn't play at all until we all got vaccinated in like April, May. So I think we are trying to make up for a lot of lost time and mm -hmm. get like in anticipation for these shows that we were playing, like try and work out as much new material as we can. And hopefully we're gonna still have new songs. I don't know. I think that, no, I, that sounded weird. Never mind. <laughs> we are gonna, we're gonna have new songs. I guess what I mean is I just hope that we'll continue to keep working on stuff as like effortlessly and as easily as we have with these songs. So hopefully there will be a new album soon. So new released stuff. New, yeah, new release. Very cool. Because like the reason I asked that is like, I was going to say this, but then I was trying to think of like bands to fit the example, but I couldn't really think of a ton. But I feel like, you know, like when you're in college or even high school and you start like a band with your friends, you release like an album or a P EP and then everyone like goes their own ways. So typically like smaller local bands might like record one album and then go their own way. So kind of like based off that question, first question, did y'all ever anticipate to like be a band for this long? I mean, how long has the band been together at this point since 2019? Because like Astro I... Cowboy was kind of a thing too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Travis and I started playing together in, I think, fall of 2016. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Truth Club more or less started end of 2016, beginning of 2017, depending mm -hmm. on when you want to call the official start date um yeah and me and elise were kind of just just not goofing around but you know we were just we were testing the waters mm -hmm. and then we were we had a tour planned uh that summer of 2017 and my friend cameron who is not present with us now well not my friend our friend but cameron, is a part of the band <laughs> your friend only our my friend only yeah. who's a uh, part of this band as well who's not present um he was a part of astro cowboy mm -hmm. with me and obviously He's my longest friend and someone who I played music with all my life. So I was like, hey, we need somebody to play bass. Do you want to come on this tour with us? And he was like, sure. And I remember Elise was apprehensive about whether or not he was going to be a permanent member. Like she was like, this guy, he lives in Boone. He goes to school mm -hmm. at App State. We can't trust the Mountaineers. <laughs> We're the wolf pack. So true. And uh, But it worked out, which is really cool. And then we've played since then. And then Yvonne started playing with us when cameron, around the time that cameron joined right because cameron would go back to school and boone he obviously couldn't come down 
from Boone every couple of days to work on new <laughs> songs with yeah. us. So we were like, Yvonne, will you help us work on new songs? And then we were like, you should be in the band too. And then Cameron finally moved here in like 2019. So now we're all together. One big happy family. Cool. But like, you released Not an Exit. I mean, like, was there any plans? Like, because again, I mean, local bands pop up and in, people move places, people graduate college, things happen. Like, have you, did you ever plan to, like, make it? Not, I don't want to say make it this far because that sounds mean, but like, <laughs> make it to the point where you think you're going to record, like, a second album or something. I, no, I get what you're saying, but I would say I feel like we've always kind of had a very serious okay. approach. Very cool. I would, I don't know. I don't think any of us have ever thought that this would be like just a short, fun, temporary, brief. That makes sort me of happy. Thing. That makes me happy. Um, I think we've all taken the band pretty seriously, pretty much the whole time, honestly. Yeah. Which for me is exciting, um, mm-hmm. and I like that. It seems like we all equally really are invested and care about it. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's cool because I think we all take playing music with each other and like writing songs seriously enough that it's not annoying but Mm. it's like very rewarding and fun to do and Mm. and like very intentional and so I think that we've always approached this project from like a standpoint of just like doing what feels good Mm. and like working on music together and playing with one another like feels good Mm. and has consistently and Mm. so I don't think that there's ever been any sort of like like conceptual like end time to this I think that we've also like leave a lot of room on the table for one another where it's like if one of us is burnt out Mm -hmm. to be like let's like not play for a little I know that I've definitely like gotten burnt out before and we like took a few months off from playing and like everybody else was like super supportive of that Mm -hmm. and like I think having tolerances for those kinds of things like actually can nurture and like help to ensure like longevity of a project Mm -hmm. I think it's like interesting I feel like the optics of like a lot of popular artists and like seeing bands like on the rise to like trajectory of fame it's like it almost seems as if they never take a break and then like when you're a smaller artist I think I sometimes trick myself into thinking like oh well that's what I have to do I just have to like grind 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 but then that's just bad for the old brain so true (laughs) I mainly like ask these questions because for my own like curiosity because I mean I feel like everyone just has the fear that like they're gonna wake up and their favorite band is like we're gonna break up and then you're like no and I know like like I said typically with like smaller bands that seems to happen a lot so truthfully I'm just like what if Truth Club just breaks up one day or something so I'm glad to hear that hopefully won't happen anytime <laughs> soon because I'm a pretty big Truth Club fan can't lie so obviously that's why I'm doing the interview because I love y'all's songs so going off of your songs um well thank you oh, yeah, yes thanks. big fan um, I'm just going to like talk about um, a few of the songs. So I guess um, this is where we will take our first break. And the first song that I'd like to play for all the listeners to, if they don't know what Truth Club sounds like, um, to get a feel of what they sound like, this first song is called Student Housing. So I hope you enjoy. Yeah. 
Okay, you are listening to WKNC 88.1. You just heard Student Housing by Truth Club, which, based on Spotify streams, if that means anything, is one of their most popular songs. So did you guys, like, I don't know, I think you guys, like, picked that as a single? Or, like, why do you think, like, maybe that song, like, is the most popular? Like, do you like that song? Are you glad it's the popular one? Or are you, like, tired of playing it? Or, like, speak on the success of the song, basically. Well, there's a one-word answer for why that's the most popular song, and it's, the algorithm the algorithm we that i mean that song got put on a spotify spotify (laughs) spotify fresh finds colon six strings playlist six strings so i guess that's much like like a a guitar yeah much like a guitar (laughs) but what if someone played Um, like a seven string in the guitar and you're like i don't want my song on this playlist i actually don't play a six string can you take me off i'm pretty sure the algorithm can hear whether or not it's a seven string guitar and then they will take off Those songs, those songs off the playlist. But yeah, I mean that's the reason why that song's the most popular. I I guess was that our first? That was our last single. Last single. No, that was our first single. Some single in there. I don't remember. Somewhere in there. It was a single. It made it on a It made it on a playlist. But honestly, Um, these days, like, what does a single mean anymore? Because back in the day, like, a single was like, what is it, the forty-five? Yeah. This is me being a young child and not knowing what the smaller ones are. Like, that's what a single was. But these days, a single just means it comes out on Spotify. It's like like a teaser. We should start calling them teasers. Teasers. I like that. Yeah. Teaser songs. But uh, because it's called student housing, is it inspired? by a certain student housing where all of, I imagine if y'all were all, all freshmen here at NC State, at one point you lived in student housing. Yeah. Speak on your experiences in student housing. I mean, that State. song's like not, I mean, the name of that song, like only tangentially, I guess, oh, has okay. to do with what the song's about. But I think, I think when we talked about the album and stuff and when I was writing lyrics, I mean, this is kind of just like a very, I feel like a very nebulous concept. So it's kind of easy to make it sound like a concept mm-hmm. or a coherent concept but I don't know I was just writing like a lot of songs about like space and like myself oh, yeah. how the feelings associated with being inserted in certain spaces mm-hmm. and I think that that song the reason I ended up being like this should be what the song's about oh. or what the song's called is just because like I think that that song speaks to a lot of like how I felt when I was a student mm-hmm. living in my little house, yep. you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, it's really true. that, it's really that it's simple. Like. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, just being in my bedroom and, and being like all melodramatic oh, yeah. at the age of ripe age of 20. Yeah. I don't mean to like discuss too much into like the <laughs> no, meanings of songs, but fine. like I specifically asked about that. Cause like, Oh, I don't know how to explain this, but listening to the album, like, uh, how do I, I just said, I don't know how to explain this. And I'm like, how do I explain it? It's like, it feels very, correct and right like listening to the album makes me feel like I'm a college student like and it's interesting because like none of the songs I don't think like directly talk about like the college experience I mean just like briefly but like listening to that album like it makes me it feels right 
and I love it so much. That's cool. I've already said that. That's yeah, awesome. I love the album. Thank you. Um, I mean, I definitely see. felt like a college student when I was writing lyrics. So I guess the transference of uh, you of, were a college student at the feel- time. Yeah, yeah, I guess the transference of feeling and affect really, really happened. There's a through line there, and that's yeah. great. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, this is a good time to bring this up. So on the topic of college, um, being a college student, you all were went to NC State. And we're all at WKNC. Yes. Go pack. Were you all DJs back, at a time? Oh, well, me and Elise Travis did, and did the same I thing. Are you... in the same. I always call it DJ limbo. Um, purgatory. Two of our old roommates were also in the same DJ limbo purgatory, mm-hmm. where we took the DJ training class, yeah. passed the written mm-hmm. test, never signed never up took for our a board. Boards. Test. You are not the first one. There are so yeah. many. It's insane. But Yvonne, now she's. Got a whole different history with WK. <laughs> WKNC DJ Lord Supreme. Oh. I don't know what that means. I made that up. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. So I I took the DJ training class, and um, it was funny because I didn't even know, like, really anything about college radio or local music. Did you come into the training class your f- freshman fall semester, like, yeah. right off the— So, ooh. yeah, so I was, like, fresh, little— <laughs> college student my third day of school here i saw like the fridays on the lawn or the concert on the lawn Um, and actually it was i think i told this to elise actually a few days ago that it was um i think museum mouth and hey rocco museum mouth all the way here because they're from wilmington Mm -hmm. right how did we we get museum mouth all the way to come up to raleigh for a concert on the lawn oh they're always coming up to raleigh oh that's cool brie ab the gm at the time yes queen queen um (laughs) yeah hooked that up but anyway so i found this and i didn't know that it existed or anything like it existed i honestly barely knew that people could be in bands um (laughs) or like do anything cool Mm -hmm. and i was like wow what what is this? Um, and then from there, just like poured all my heart and soul into this, into these. It's not floor walls. It's like a zillion walls. The walls. This the area catacombs. of the third floor of Witherspoon. Yeah, basically, truly. And yeah, took on a bunch of different roles um, here, back back in the day. Oh yeah. I think it's always fun to look back on like the music taste that you had at the time. So I took, I don't know if this is like a nerdy thing to do, but um, in the interview y'all had with Laura in 2019, um, at one point they asked you like favorite albums or favorite bands. So, okay, Elise, you said Pearer. I don't know how to, I always get confused on pronouncing this band name. It's just Pear like the fruit. Oh. It's just spelled kind of. I always, not in like my brain, fruit. it's like Pearer. So I, I think that's a common thing that they get. Okay. Um, you said um, pear, pear and Lomelda. You still like them? They're so cool. I do like both. Those Very bands. cool. Very awesome. And then Travis, you said Sonic Youth, which is one of my favorite bands. You still like Sonic? Youth? That's cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, Hell they're yeah. they're a legacy. They're a legacy rock act. I feel like <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. And um, then... Sonic Youth is actually on an episode of Gossip Girl that I watched. Oh, really? They are... yeah. The what? band or just their the song? The band. The band as the band. And they play like a wedding, kind of a chill right? version. Yeah. Well, they like officiate a wedding <laughs> and then play the wedding. Sick that, episode. That's cool. What song? Do you know what song they played? I can figure it out. I don't remember don't right remember. now. You okay. should find out. But while you're finding out, and then Yvonne, you said Pyle, Laura Stevenson, and the Joy Formidable. This is just me not knowing how to pronounce band names. Formidable, yeah. Formidable. Those are all really great bands that I think I will love forever. What's the song? 
They do an acoustic version of Star Power. Yeah. All right. Very cool. I'll have to, I don't watch that show, but I'll have to check that out. But Oh, you should check it out. It'll take up a couple Star, months of your life. Star Power is like, a great song. I said check out the entire show of Gossip Girl? Yeah, it'll. it's a lot. Where can one watch Gossip Girl? Um, I think HBO. Yeah, HBO. Elise has... I'm going to I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. At least oh, has no. pretty no, punishing taste in television. That's fine. No, I'd say it's... I've I'm I'm just watching the good stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. Gossip Girl is really known for being good. I'm just saying I'm watching the good stuff. At least <laughs> Jeff. New that. merch coming soon. <laughs> I would buy. I need to buy it. But um <laughs> Before I ask questions, I should really like think about where I want to take them. But I don't know, like I remember when I came here as a DJ, I was like exclusively listening to like indie rock and especially like emo bands um a lot of that stuff like camp cope and Oso Oso were like two of my favorite bands at the time and i still love them but like my taste has changed a lot so like kind of branching off those previous questions as well as like the other question about like new music that's coming soon um have y'all like picked up any recent influences or like new bands that are really cool like do you think this next album is going to sound like completely different like what are some cool new influence you've influences you've picked up from when you like first started recording and to now i don't know if i'd say influence necessarily but just in terms of like music we've been listening to mm-hmm. i've been listening to the new wednesday album like four <gasps> times every so day amazing um, album I'll look through my recently played to give That's you a better honestly exactly to how to do question. it where did my okay While we're all thinking about artists, um, the new Wednesday album is good to our listeners. Listen to the new Wednesday yeah, it's album. It's really good. God, it's Twin really Plagues good. by Wednesday from really Nashville. Good. So good. that's a good album. Um, I over COVID sort of my my family got Disney Plus because um, mm-hmm. my sister's really really into the Marvel movies, um, and I went and revisited a bunch of those old like Disney Channel movies mm-hmm. from childhood, and I realized that all my favorites were the ones where there was like a teen rock band. Oh yeah. Um, and just like reacquainted myself with all the you know like like uh, Pink Slip from like Freaky Friday and like all that stuff. And um, I don't know. I really love. I feel like a lot of the noise on those Wednesday on some of those Wednesday songs like gives huge ooze vibes like y2k okay. um that i really love and i feel like it gave gives me permission to like <laughs> i don't know bring it into truth club or something i don't i mean i don't know what what if i don't know but i love i love it i'm just this is strictly wednesday love here true <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna change it up i yeah. will say yesterday I listened to that new Dijon single many times, and that song has been stuck in my head every hour for the past day. That's a really good song. Who is this? Dijon. How do you spell that? Uh, like D I J O N. Yeah. I think I've heard yeah. of this artist, but have not listened. That's like the like I've heard of them, but I like don't listen to them. Like I know them, but I don't like know them. But, yeah. but that song is brand new. Okay. So brand you should new. Check it out. It's really good. Or it's well, been... you can check it out. Yeah, you can check it out. People. The song is out, and you can listen to it if you, are you want to. You're able to if you have access to the resources. Exactly. And because you said that, that means I will be checking this out. Um, 
you have anything else you want to know? Oh, it looks yeah, like you have say, your phone prepared with artists. Yeah, I had to open up and scroll through my recently played. But at one point when we were working on new songs, I was trying mm-hmm. to figure out like some drum parts to some songs. And so I was listening to some bands whose drummers I like. So Ooh. I was listening to uh, Burnt Sugar by Gouge Away, really good album. Okay. And I was listening to some Avlov and was listening mm-hmm. to this band Stuck that I really like their drummer. Very cool. Oh, I super, I forgot about this. I had a phase during COVID also where I was super obsessed with Speedy Ortiz, which is a band that <gasps> That's I- That's so crazy because I had the same thing. Oh my oh God. Oh my God, they're so good. Yeah, um, oh. genius uh, music. Yeah, I would say that's a big influence for yeah, me. They're so cool. Do you want to add anything to the list? Um, our friend Alex, who lives in Texas, put out an album like a month or two ago. Their project's called Alex Alone, and it's really good. It's in a lot of ways. You said you like Sonic Youth a lot. Yes. I feel like it's like in a huge way, like Sonic Youth worship in is like that, a great way. Is that Alex Alone all spelled as one word? Yes. Yeah. Our music director, our daytime music director, shout out Andrew, added the songs from that to heavy yeah. rotation at the station. Yes, let's go. And I mean, he adds, obviously, all of our music directors are constantly adding songs, so I don't check out everything, but he added it to the super heavy rotation, so I'm like, might have to check that one out, and especially since you said it's like Sonic Youth inspired, then I definitely need to check that one out. So it's really good. It's very good. WKNC staple, Alex Alone, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Alex Alone? Very cool. Me just learning how to pronounce band names. Okay, so I guess um, we will cut into the next segment of the interview. Um, the next song that I, I want to play for all the listeners is called Not an Exit. It is the song that it has shares the same title with the album, Not an Exit. So this is Not an Exit by Truth Club, and you're listening to WKNC 88.1. Exit on patience 
WKNC 88.1. I am here in the studio with Truth Club, and I just played their song, Not an Exit, off of the album, Not an Exit. So some of the questions that I wanted to ask about this song specifically is I really like the, I don't know if this is the right word. This is um, honestly just me trying to use like music language, but I don't know what I'm saying. I like the like dynamics of, of the band. For example, in like Not an Exit, that's probably like one of my favorite examples Um of y'all's songs like where everything comes together because like the little um guitar part at the intro and then i'm gonna laugh but like the part um elise you do on the drums where it's like like do you know what i'm talking about (laughs) i really love that part it just like it flows so well and then like in um student housing the part where like after the first or second chorus when the music comes cuts out and there's like a bass line you know that's student housing right Yeah. yeah i love like I don't know if dynamics is the right word, but just the way that all the various parts of the band just fit together, I absolutely love that. So, like, I guess talk a little bit about that and, like, how you all fit the pieces together and stuff like that. I, I can say something. Um, I mean, I, I feel can like, say something, too. I, mean. I, feel like my, I feel like dynamics and instrumentation are kind of the two ways that I describe mm-hmm. all of that. Um, one thing that I definitely like about playing in this band and with these people is that I think we all probably Travis and I voice opinions the most often on like instrumentation of different stuff but we all kind of it's not like we each individually write apart and just accept everything that everyone else does we're Mm -hmm. always kind of talking back and forth and saying hey it'd be cool if you did this thing here hey can you try out this thing sometimes we'll have opposing ideas and we have to kind of try both of them out and work through but it's a very I think we're all kind of thinking of the song as a whole and different things that we can do to either have it be a more interesting part on a certain instrument or Mm -hmm. have everything kind of fit together better. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's very collaborative for sure. Yeah, and I I mean, with arrangement stuff, like I obviously, I mean, I I write, we make guitar music. I listen to a lot of guitar bands growing up Mm -hmm. and like, you know, a lot of like alternative bands from the 80s and 90s. And I feel like, 80s and 90s alternative rock music is like very that is so expressive true. with like at least dynamics yes um, that's why i love and, it so much you know i mean like the classic example is like the pixies right and i like grew up mm-hmm. listening to like surfer rosa mm-hmm. and like do little a lot and i was like wow loud quiet like drastic that's cool <laughs> and, and I, I don't know I, I i feel like when i try to write songs or think about arrangement i definitely think like try to think in drastic dynamics mm-hmm. and you know, and sort of, you know, if if a band is like, 
the sum of its parts. Like if there there are only so many variables we can put mm-hmm. in or take out, you know, it's interesting. Like you're talking about with like a base or the part where like there's just a base or mm-hmm. something and then everything else cuts in. Like it's very interesting to take those arrangements mm-hmm. and just think about like what elements can we take out and then bring back in to like create an effect. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Elise and I talk about this a lot because like she was saying, it's like her and I have started this band together and like have been writing songs together, I think like the longest out of mm-hmm. the four of us. Um, well, I guess except for maybe Cameron because he and I have been <laughs> writing songs Oops. in middle school. But I guess in this project, yeah. um, like Elise always talks about how I have like a lot of, like I have a lot of like innate understanding of like musical concepts, mm-hmm. but I don't really have the language for it because I'm not like classically trained or anything. Yeah. And Elise like played a lot of concert band yes. stuff growing up. And so she has all of that language and it's like hel- has helped me a lot in sort of like galvanizing my understanding of those concepts and like how to communicate them better. And I feel like mm-hmm. she's helped me a lot in terms of like how to communicate songwriting aspects mm-hmm. or like things that I want in songs, which is super cool. Very cool. And I think we've also talked about this before, but Travis has definitely helped me kind of communicate less technical ideas. I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this. I wouldn't. Um, but it's, yeah, it's kind of a mix back and forth of me being like, hey, Travis, it'll be more clear if, you know, you're describing this rhythm in this kind of way. Like, that's what mm-hmm. this rhythmic element would be called. But then he'll kind of have more expressive terms that are helpful to qualitative. describe. Qualitative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got the qualitative and the quantitative. We got yeah. the, the English Math, major. Math, science, STEM. The six-year English major. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. That's Six cool. years strong. That's English the name is cool. of Truth Reading Bubs writing cool. a feature length film called <laughs> The Six Year English Major. I'd see it. Sounds pretty cool. But a uh, random side note because you brought up 80s bands, I just have to ask this is just for my own curiosity. Do we have any early REM fans in the room? Um, my dad was a huge fan of Murmur and played it all the yes. time. Yes. Um, and it is just like truly burned into my brain and yes. also just makes me feel. It feels like ro- it feels like road trips, like driving to mm-hmm. grandma's house, mm-hmm. and yeah. So is Driver Eight an old REM song? Yeah, it's off their second album, um, Fables of the Reconstruction. Oh uh, yeah, that's now, a... Reckoning. I'm I can't believe this. Reckoning is their second album. Um, okay. Driver's Eight is their th- off their third album. So Fables it doesn't of the Reconstruction. sound like early, but no, that it sounds... is early REM. Okay, okay. To me, early REM is everything prior to Green, which was their um sixth album. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, that's I just cool. had to bring that up because like I like because I never really thought about it that way, but. Now that, like, I heard you say that, that is true. In the 80s, they were, like, truly just, like, using all the instruments and, like, bringing them together. Like, you brought up um, the Pixies, but from my own side, I guess, um, R.E.M. is, like, my favorite early 80s band just, like, because of the albums, like, Murmur, Reckoning, and Fables of the Reconstruction, just the way they brought, like, everything together, like, the bass and the drums and the guitars and the vocals, which is everything in a band, but, yeah, so... Shout out REM. That's honestly just me going on a tangent about how much I love that band. Big but, shout uh, out. I'll get on that train. Oh, they're so good. I love R. I feel like, I mean, I completely know why. It's because they're like 90s albums, like um, Automatic for the People and Out of Time, like had the big hit. So everyone just like knows like, oh, the, uh, that's me in the corner. I don't even know. What are these songs? That's me in the corner. Losing my Losing my religion. religion. Yeah. Everyone, I think, thinks of them as just some, like, 90s alternative band that just made, like, 90s alternative songs. And I just feel like they're forgotten as, like, an 80s alternative band because kind of, like, their 90s work has over, uh, incorrectly, in my opinion, like, overshadowed their, like, 80s work. But, yes, truthfully, I love R.E.M. so much. Yeah, what's up? You were saying that six albums in, prior to six albums, that's still young R.E.M. That's still 
old are yeah, you? Yeah, in my opinion, yes. That's cool. Well, then I guess that means that we've still we're still a very young band. We've got what five to go. That's that's cool. That sounds good with me. <laughs> well, I don't know if young's the right word, but we're it, our musical. Youth. We're old. There's like there's a definite switch, and from when their albums started to be one sound moving into another sound and because i don't know music language i don't know how to define that sound sure. but like yeah their first five albums like document was um their last album that like had the sound and then green was them going i guess for lack of a better term a more like mainstream direction i guess sure. but i don't know i get y'all are still a young band yeah if that's what you're asking about <laughs> yes i'm just making i'm just okay. making jokes but um i um elise you brought up like i think this is funny um my former boyfriend, who's still like my best friend, um, he, uh, this is again going to be me not knowing about music, but I think like you never talked to him, I don't think, but I think he, like, okay, he came with me to Double Barrel and he saw you on drums and he was like, I think I know her because you played in some like ensemble thing at NC State. That sounds likely. Um, yeah. I did brass band for like okay. a year and then I did one ensemble for. Four years. Yeah, I don't know what these um, words mean, but when like, ensemble is just like a like a classical band ensemble, but it's just like, like band at NC State kind of. Yeah. But it wasn't part of the marching band. No, I didn't different. do marching band in college. But I've yeah. I I actually whenever COVID's less bad, I do want to join a classical ensemble. Oh, event. that's pretty cool. Um, holiday wind ensemble performance, twenty seventeen. Elise on timpani, unforgettable night. <laughs> Sick, incredible, <laughs> unforgettable. Is there a recording of this I think footage? Did. I yeah. want to see this. Yeah, you played sure. timpani, yeah. I believe that. Wait. I have some picks. Oh, played, I, I can pull them up after. You played after tim- the view. Wait, timpani. Timpani are the the big drums. That's there's an instrument. Like, oh, okay. big yeah. Tube it's drums. usually like the, there's four of them, and you sit on like a rotating um like stool, and you um. It's the one that looks really dramatic when the one percussionist in the corner is like doing some like boom, 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 boom kind of stuff. Yeah, they sound know. really epic. You did cool. also, I think, in that show, you, you played Timony a little bit. I, you also did play vibraphone. Yeah, too. I usually play so. a lot of mallet percussion from my piano beginnings. That's very cool. I was looking at vibraphones on Craigslist the other day, <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. I like how you say vibraphones plural. That sounds very rare to find more than one on Craigslist. There was time. more than one. That's cool. You know what? Not, that's, not and more that's than awesome. two or three, but there were um, plural What's vibraphones. A, next Truth Club album is going to feature a vibraphone. Literally, if I get That'd my hands cool. on one, yeah. it could. Is a vibraphone, oh my God, um, because you're in engineering of freshman engineering to design day fed, my project had the mechanical music ma- maker, so we used a, um, what's a xylophone, but there's a certain word for it if the keys are metal. Um. So, like, a glockenspiel or a bell a kit is, yes. like, the really yes. small one yes. with metal keys. We used that. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, xylophones okay. are wooden, marimbas are wooden, and vibraphones so, are also metal. Vibraphones. So then what's the difference between a vibraphone and a glockenspiel? Glockenspiel are really small. You usually use hard mallets, and it's more of, like, a pingy sound okay. versus vibraphone is in a lot of, like, jazz music and some other stuff. Okay. Um, there's a really good Mother's album that has <laughs> yes. a lot of vibraphone on it, okay. which I enjoy i'm just trying um, to like think in my mind if i can imagine what this sounded like so that i can comment on the fact next truth club album <laughs> will have vibraphones that you, sounds so cool. it sounds, sounds metallic cool. but you use yeah. a softer yarn mallet on it um and it has dampers on it kind of similar to the way um 
it's like the opposite of the way that piano dampers were. Or no, it's not the opposite. I don't, it, it's like you have to press the pedal down so that the metal keys are not dampened. And then they'll ring out. And also sometimes you plug it in and there's like a rotor in there. So it has kind of like Ooh. a woo-woo-woo-woo-woo sound. Like an organ? Isn't that what organs know. do? They have a woo-woo-woo to kind of woo But it's like, it's got a little bit of like a woo-woo kind of going on. That's pretty cool. Not describing this well. If it's a you, good instrument. Really if you pretty. want to hear a great example, an esoteric example of great use of vibraphone, <laughs> there's this song my roommate, Jonathan Cruz, shout out to Jonathan Cruz, showed <laughs> me. Uh, it's like a cheesy soft rock song from the 70s called Moonlight Feels Right by a band called Starbuck. And there's a vibraphone solo in the middle of the song, Ooh. and it's pretty nuts. Okay, definitely. Just throwing that out there. Definitely we'll have to check that out. That's pretty awesome. I'll have to show that to you later, Luke. Please do. Yeah. I'll learn the solo. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Well, I think that'll end this segment. And then I have like one final segment. So um, the next song and the final song that I'm going to play by Truth Club so that, again, the listeners can kind of get a feel of what the band sounds like is Tethering. So this is Tethering by Truth Club off the album Not an Exit. And you're listening to WKNC 88.1. Yesterday I It's supposed to be
to WKNC 88.1. That was Tethering by Truth Club. I hope you enjoyed it. And now we will start kind of like the last segment, I guess. So um, on Tethering, I picked that song to play last because it's probably um, my favorite Truth Club song. I just like I really relate to the lyrics. Um, Can't lie, just because this is hilarious. When y'all played it at the Ruby Deluxe Showcase at Hopscotch, I think I shed a single tear. And I was like, wow. Yeah, that song like not to make this interview just all about talk about your lyrics like what do they mean but um I really like relate to all the lyrics about like like really the line about like going back home and like my mom cooks breakfast I just like I can relate to that and just like all of that so um I guess on that note like a lot of the lyrics kind of are like emotional for lack of a better word and like earlier in the interview Travis you talked about how a lot of like the, the lyrics are about like space and stuff so did you talk about that? Like what like what the l- lyrical thing themes on the album kind of are? Yeah, I mean, I mean to talk about tethering, I mean, yeah, that's like definitely a very heavy song for me too. Mm-hmm. So, uh that makes sense. The the single tears shed, I probably have shed those tears as well. The collective tear yep. that we all shed. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. That song uh I mean, that song's just about like the city that me and Cameron grew up in. We we're we we're both from Wilmington, I guess I have to speak on his behalf because he's not here. But yeah, we both grew up in Wilmington, and okay. I, I I can't speak to his experience necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, like Wilmington's just like culturally a very weird place. Uh, I think for like young people who are like interested in things other than the beach, because <laughs> there's not a lot else in Wilmington for young people to do other mm-hmm. than go to the beach, and um. You know, I think just being a generally emo and sensitive teen, uh, relatable. I have made I made a lot of strange memories trying to figure out things to do that weren't going to the beach with a lot of friends, and mm-hmm. I I think every time I Wilmington just has a very complicated history in a lot of ways, and it like like socioeconomically and then and just culturally and in a lot of those ways too and I I think I just every time I go home and I learn a bit more about Wilmington's history and then also my personal history attached to it it just it just feels very dissonant and it feels it feels bittersweet you know because it's like obviously like the place it it's my home you mm-hmm. know quote-unquote yeah. um but it's also like just really hard to reckon with how strange of a place it is and yeah. also I mean not to be dramatic but I mean also and then just like generally I I you know I can imagine that I'm not the only person who whenever they go back home to visit family or yeah. or otherwise you know after living somewhere else for an extended period mm-hmm. of time I'm not the only one who just feels weird in general oh, going yeah. back and thinking yeah. about oh yeah that place over there is where I had my first hamburger I mean like probably more deep <laughs> It's probably deeper stuff than that. But, you know, for the sake of brevity. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But, I mean, yeah, it, it it's just a song that sort of, I don't know, I, I just felt very pensive okay. and emotional thinking mm-hmm. about when I go home and stuff yeah. and how strange it feels. So, like, based off that, I honestly, because I don't, obviously, like, I don't really know the history of band um, that much. I assume that, like, all the street names in there were, like, places in Raleigh, and I was going to, like, try to ride on my bike to all the streets, and I would be like, because I love the song. They're probably not in Raleigh. They must be in Wilmington then. 
Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. I've never been to Wilmington. I get Wilmington and Charleston confused, and I just went to Charleston for the first time a few months ago. Well, Charleston is the Wilmington of South Carolina, so that would make sense. (laughs) Especially according to the hit show Outer Banks on Netflix. Never heard of it. What? Oh, you should watch. Oh. (laughs) That's like... (laughs) Yeah, that's some Elise TV right there. I actually haven't watched that. Is uh, it a reality? Sorry. <laughs> Seems like something I would watch. It's definitely a show that is especially entertaining. Is if it you reality grew up TV? at the beach? No. Oh, okay. It's um teen like some drama? teen drama. Yeah, it's cool. It's okay. like it's like One Tree Hill, but if there's a boat slip or if there are more boat slips. Yeah. I've yeah. also this is just like me revealing how much I just don't know things. Like I've heard of One Tree Tr- One Tree Hill, never watched it. Before. I've never I don't wa- even know what it's about. I've never watched it either, so I felt really nervous just <laughs> making that analogy because I'll I had no authority to. I'll take your word on it. To... It sounds it sounds correct. I guess seems so. like it's the gossip girl of the beat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Elise yeah. has like, obviously way more authority <laughs> to make that analogy. <laughs> but it was that. it was filmed in Charleston, right? Isn't that what you were saying? Right. Yeah. So not filmed in our real. North Carolina Outer Banks. Right. But then why would they? That's it's about the Outer Banks. But couldn't you like? Wilmington is not even officially in the Outer Banks, which is hilarious. I think I knew it's farther down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How how far is it from the South Carolina border? It's like an hour, okay. and some change. Because okay. it's like on the tippy tip. It's like sort of like a peninsular thing <laughs> yep. off the end of all right the dot bottom of. I'll have to go there sometime. The only thing like I honestly know about Wilmington is that Museum Mouth is from there. Museum Mouth's from Southport. I wanna I don't wanna do Carl <sighs> okay, well, Dirty. How... Oh. Southport's even like deeper into the How far away is it from Wilmington? It's like a 45. forty minute. Oh, drive. okay. So yeah. they're not even from Wilmington. Oh, interesting. Well Carl lived in Wilmington for a while and Morgan Carl has lived in Southport lived. longer than he's lived in Wilmington. That's true. Or he ever did in Wilmington. That's true. I don't okay. wanna do no Southport erasure in this interview. I'm sorry, I'm not, Carl. I'm not you're not to from Wellington. I, I know you're not. We don't know. erase the small beach towns of North Carolina. Shout out small beach towns we in North Carolina. We respect them, yeah. I don't, I Shout out they're... Moorhead City. I've actually never... <laughs> is Hilton Head in South Carolina or North Carolina? South Carolina. South Carolina. I have yeah. never been to a North Carolina beach. Whoa. Wow. They're pretty cool. It's probably... I'm not, Same. A, I'm not a big beach person, though, so... so that's why like... you like tethering, yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why, because tethering is actually just about how much the beat sucks. It's the, anti-beach the song. So true. Tethering is a beach erasure song. The only beach that like I know a lot about is um, Myrtle Beach, I assume. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a beach we all know about. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's like where everyone from my hometown went on a vacation. Like, sure. I guess if your family's more... Not at... Naturey, you go to the Outer Banks, but if you're if you're not really into the beach, you go to Myrtle Beach because you go for the putt putt courses and stuff. And my mom actually recently moved there, like a oh. month or so ago. So now, like tethering is even like more emotional to me because like now the home that like I grew up in isn't even there anymore, and she's in oh, Myrtle no. Beach wow. now. So that's just been like weird, not really weird to process, but like no, kind of weird to process. Yeah. Cause, like yeah. that home isn't there anymore. Totally. Yeah. And now someone else lives there. Like, yeah. what? And if I go back home, like, my house isn't there anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. But yeah. anyways, Tethering is a good song. Listen, d- check Tethering out if you hate beaches, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so kind of on that note. So I might be wrong about this. And if I'm completely wrong about this, we'll just cut this out of the interview. But I believe um, Indigo D'Souza said on Instagram that you had known her for a while. Yeah, and okay. because... Uh, 
I think, well, so Cameron, I I guess I incorrectly said that Cameron Van, who plays mm-hmm. stringed instruments in this band, who's not yeah. here, yeah. is my oldest friend. But I guess technically Indigo is my oldest friend because oh, her, so cool. her parents, her mom and her stepdad have mutual friends with my dad. Mm-hmm. And so when we were weak, children mm-hmm. single digit age i guess they like came down from the mountains to wilmington mm-hmm. to visit that mutual friend one time and we mm-hmm. ended up playing in the on the beach together oh, that's so cool and then i didn't see we didn't see each other again for like like five or six years mm-hmm. i don't know essentially we became like actual friends when we met up in a serendipitous random place like that when we were like 14 and we like played some guitars together and talked that's about so how we cool. wanted to be rock stars or whatever i don't know we wanted to be musicians and and then we kind of have loosely it's like it's cool because when we i I saw her at hopscotch and we sort of caught up and have talked Mm -hmm. about how like for all intents and purposes like our friend like we should have our friendship should not have endured because we were really bad at keeping up with each other for Mm -hmm. a while but we kept running into each other over the years and i guess i don't know i guess cosmically we're just supposed to be friends i mean she's great her new album's amazing i'm really excited i think we're all really excited to be playing these shows with her yeah um i might again this might be wrong but is this the first time you've ever played shows with no okay we played a show with her in raleigh in 2018 at kings with lilac shadows as well and that was a fun show but that oh, was just like show. one show. So this is kind of yeah. the first tour, even though y'all are only on three. Yeah, well, we're only, yeah, we're only playing. We're playing these two dates then... that are coming out. And then in November, we're playing her rescheduled album release show at the Great Eagle in Asheville. Oh, very cool. I feel like we've played together. Y'all played at, Mar- at Margaritaville. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We I played, think she played a, solo. We, we played a house show in Asheville with her, very cool. too, in like 20. That was also. 27 was that 2017 no 2018 that was 2018 too yeah yeah so then like how is it like because i know you said um you were like thinking back to when you were younger and playing guitars together and talked about like wanting to be a band how is it like now like you get to open for her band like this person that you've known all these years that's pretty cool yeah i mean it's really cool i mean i think what's even cooler than that is just seeing how successful her music is becoming in a very Mm -hmm. rapid way like you know it's cool to play with you know it's cool playing with your friends. I'm like just as happy to play with her as I would be any of my other friends, but I'm just really proud and like happy to see how successful she's becoming because oh, I know yeah. that she's worked really hard and I know that she's wanted this like since we were kids. That's so you know? cool. Yeah. Shout out Indigo D'Souza. That's probably not a real name, but I'll just call her Indigo It is her real name, yeah. Wait, it is her real name? Yeah. That's such a cool name. Yeah. Shout out Indigo D'Souza for being cool and also having a really cool name. But um, yeah, I brought that up to kind of like as a tie-in towards the end of the interview. So for those of you who don't know, this um, interview is kind of... I have the inf- Okay, here's the information. This interview is kind of like talking about the show that is happening on Monday with Indigo D'Souza that Truth Club is opening for. So this interview, I believe, should be... Playing on Sunday. So if it is playing on Sunday, the show is tomorrow at Cat's Cradle in Chapel Hill. Doors at 7.30. Show is at 8.30. Um, and you can go to catscradle.com for any more information. But I am excited to go to the show. We have a lot of DJs at the station going. I'm just, I'm very excited to see both Truth Club and Indigo D'Souza play because this will be my first time seeing Indigo D'Souza live. Yes, pretty sure. So um, do you guys have anything else to add about the show or any final comments, I guess? 
We're really excited to play at the Cat's Cradle. That's kind of like a dream. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, playing the big stage at Cat's feels that's really cool. Pretty pretty nuts. Have you ever played the backstage back room? I have with a different band, but okay. Truth Club has yeah, not. So did. Truth Club hasn't even played the back room, and now they're playing the big room. I've never even gone to a show in the big room, so I don't know what it's like. Yeah. But it's kind of big. Yeah. Big room. <laughs> true. Um, I had a question. What was it like, um, I guess, to like find out? Because I actually originally wasn't going to be able to go because it was in the back room, and it got sold out, and my heart was broken, especially because y'all were announced as openers after it had sold out. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like one of my favorite bands is opening and it's sold out. And I just like, I looked around, I like messaged all my friends. I was like, does anyone happen to have an extra ticket? And like everyone else was like doing the same thing, trying to find extra tickets. And then it got moved to the front room and I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So I was really bummed before it got moved Mm because my, my first thoughts was I was like, oh, it, sucks that I can't really invite anyone to yeah. see our first local show that we're playing in like a year and a mm-hmm. half. So um Frank. yeah, just the fact that people can attend now if they would like to yes. is very nice. Frankly, considering how quickly it sold out, I was like, there's no way it's not gonna get moved. Oh. And so I was very okay. yeah, that was I kind was of my very take stoked also. that I mean that it did get moved. I was I was gonna be shocked if it didn't. So I'm I mean She's blowing up. That's She's good feature thing. information to know because I don't know how often venues are. I guess it'd have to be a venue like Cat's Cradle that has two rooms will move shows to the bigger room if they sell out. Well, and if there's not another show yeah, going on. Yeah, if there's then, not another yeah. show going on. But that's good information to keep in mind just for me going forward that if there's a band playing the back room and it gets sold out and I'm sad, there's a chance it could get moved to the bigger room if a band isn't there's already playing. There's a chance. I'm no, I'm not a representative of Cat's <laughs> yeah, Cradle. Yeah, but like that's you said, you, you thought it would get moved to the big room so i I had a i had a a spidey sense i had esp that it would get moved (laughs) and it did and now we're here and i get to see y'all play and y'all get to play so very cool um i guess at this point any final thoughts on the interview oh where can people listen to you check you out everything that they say at, at end of an interview well if you want to support if you want to put money in our pockets mm-hmm. come to the gig if yes. you think that you may want to do something like that if that sounds good and uh, fun you could purchase a tape if you were interested in doing that as well from us at said gig um if you're interested in giving some money to our former record label who will not be named no <laughs> Not That's, be named. No, um, it's Voldemort and, without our and also and also uh, a little bit of that money will go to us. Then you can listen to us on Spotify or other streaming services if you so desire, or buy our tape on the internet if you so desire. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I would, the internet. He need, he means Bandcamp. Yeah, on the internet. Bandcamp. Shout out Bandcamp. The internet. We also have Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Yeah. You can find us there. But we don't really post a lot on either of those things. We're an offline. We're our f- we're a phones down band. No, I'm just kidding. You post when there's important information to post about, like upcoming shows. Imp- well, we try. Important in quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are those ats, the handles, the handles as the kids these days say? I think say. they're all at Join Truth Club. Join Truth Club. You can join Truth Club by following Truth Club, if you so desire. 
Um, last thing that I have to yeah. say is that Cam asked me to tell everyone oh, no. to it's nice. <laughs> um take a deep breath of love. Oh wow. That's nice. <sighs> Thank you, Cam. Or you can take two deep breaths. I need a little bit of extra, extra love. love. Oh, this is true love ASMR. Yeah. True. Okay. Well, that pretty much wraps up the interview. Um, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Also, it will be able to listen to in the future at wknc.org.podcasts. It will be on our Off the Record podcast, so you can enjoy it at any time in the future. And once again, um, this has been WKNC Interviewing Truth Club for their show tomorrow at Cat's Cradle, opening for Indigo D'Souza. Thanks for having us. Thank you. You're Thank great. you so much for having us. Hey. Thanks, man.